backwards Keep driving. He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bro. Put that in the trailer. Oh. Oh. That guy got uh. ruined. All right, that was right. too fast, too furious. <laughs> Welcome back, Alberta. I, we did it. Yeah. We made it to another. We're not. Fast I'm not happy movie. about it. I'm really not happy after this movie. I have lots of thoughts and feelings, and just. Give it, give it to me. Just, just throw it on me. Throw it on me. This is okay. Too fast, too furious. Here's my mini hot takes, in which we can dive deeper into through this episode. Mm-hmm. A, where's Vin Diesel? He was the best part of the first movie. Great question. B, I'm happy that Chaps, like you know, made a comeback just barely around this time, coupled with you know Suki and because you know I want to talk about the fashion. So like, there's mm-hmm. like Suki and like you know it was right in that like Zenith with Christina Aguilera. Just uh, getting ready to get dirty. So, like, Chaps came and made a comeback. Um, the cops are still actually horrible in this movie. And there's, like, multiple branches of law enforcement that are just, like, literally so incompetent <laughs> this entire movie. And it, like, astounds me every time. Also, sorry, Ja Rule, but Ludacris is better. Yeah, so this is... We've already made, like, a, a, a shift to the original cast i mean first of all the 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 budget it seems much higher right off the bat not better stunt driving though in my opinion i feel like the stunts and the driving in this are actually worse than the first movie despite the larger budget like the 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 first movie was much better because it had these like kind of really interesting stunts that were like obviously real well most of the driving in this movie was like cgi and like a lot of the driving stunts weren't like as interesting or as spectacular or like even really made sense a lot of it was just like let's just drive really fast down a highway um and it just yeah they just were very like meh which like made it kind of boring where you're like cool i'm just like watching people shift gears and change push pedals and like you know a lot of a lot of cuts to pedals a lot of cuts to pedals and a lot of cuts to stick shifts yeah. A lot of like Yes. So that was half Oh wait, of every... you, you forgot the the nitrous oxide. And then There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the hyperspace effect from Star Wars. Yeah. It was a little bit ridiculous. So Too Fast Too Furious 76 million compared to the 36 million that the first film had. So it was almost wow. double the budget. And it was not even a. It was nowhere close to a better movie. Much much higher budget. Um, box office of the first one was two hundred and three, uh, two hundred seven million. Box office of the second was two thirty six. So they didn't make as much money because the budget well, was higher. Because Vin Diesel wasn't in it. Yeah. So they lost Vin. They kept uh, Paul Walker. They added Tyrese Gibson to be the new supporting actor, person of color. Right. Because literally, this could have been Vin Diesel, right? Like when when they invited him in, it's like it's true. you should have like we need you to do this thing once again. Like I outlined in the first episode, the solution to every problem is cars, and I want to personally. I want to go through that. How like you have to catch this guy. The only way to catch him is to like be his driver, and That's to true. drive really fast for him. And the only way he's going to hire you is if you drive really fast and do this race. And the only way, the next thing is you have to drive really fast. <laughs> Every solution is, at the, even the very end of the movies, you have to drive really fast onto his boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even wanna, we can't even get into that right now. I have so many things that I didn't want to talk about before the driving car into boat. Also, how much money did that cost? You had a, ugh, it's just, okay. Uh, they probably just like set it up on land or like in harbor with the car there like 
craned it in and like made it look like it had landed. And then they, well, they had to buy a whole boat and then ruin the boat. They didn't have to ruin the boat. They just had to like drop a crane, drop a car onto the boat with a crane and make it look like it's landed there. Yeah, that's true. I just, yeah. I, again, you you did warn me though, like con- continuing levels of ridiculousness as we get further in the franchise. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I like I'll let that one slide. But also, the cops are not getting any. B- Sorry, I just really want yeah, to talk so about how cops. terrible the cops, the cops are. are. So the police are terrible. Also, they brought back Agent Bilkins, which is by far the best <laughs> cop in this entire series so far. We spent a good amount of time on last episode. <laughs> He's the only competent cop, although. Also not Is competent because he? he called he got them to raid the 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 Asian gang's place in the first movie without having proper evidence in the first movie. But like he will move that and then somehow he's in this again and I'm confused as to whether or not he's like LAPD or whether he's FBI. Well, to be clear, this is not in LA anymore. We're now That's why we're I'm now confused. in Miami and they just don't even mention Miami until it's on the wall. So it's on one of the walls at the it's, very first... It's a graffiti like, on the wall. Yeah, so but you kind of like, like reference it. I feel like Miami is one of those words that I could see as like a club called Miami in Dallas or something. Like yeah. seeing it on the wall. I missed it, to be to be fair. You, you pointed it out. But even, even seeing that, like it was quite late on when someone was like, oh, you want to... Wh- why are you in Miami? And like... It was like 12 minutes in or more when we started realizing, oh, we're actually... It's fine. We're just here to look at pretty girls in cars. Yeah, well... Which is where you want to go. But right, and the cinematography, like the showing off the car shots and the girl shots, those were all like clearly way more expensive shots. Yeah. The casting calls, they were paying all those women more. That's true. Everyone got paid more. I mean, that's good for them. Like, way to get them dollars. And, you know, again, my favorite part, that early 2000s fashion, still there. A lot of midriff, very short skirts, very mm-hmm. short shorts, a lot of booty shorts, a lot of high... He- it's, I'm here for that. the chaps with the bikinis. The chaps with the bikinis, here for that. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to walk down that memory lane. But I'm sorry, Agent Bilkins, but if you're L... Wait, LAPD, you don't have jurisdiction in Miami. So I don't know why you're here. Unless you're yeah. FBI, which they don't actually make clear anyway. But it wasn't that clear because it was like that guy who was FBI who got shot at by uh, No, he was Customs, Roman which was Pierce. not FBI, which is very confusing as well. Oh, I thought he was FBI. Well, that's why they have that Customs. So there's like there's the cops in Miami that are like doing it, which yeah. is like I'm only going by the two helicopters at the end where they're not talking to each other. There's no like communication. They don't between. even have a shot of two helicopters in the air at the same time. That's fine. You know, their they budget was not... It wasn't enough to get those They spent it all on the CGI driving. Yeah, it was... Okay, so what's interesting is, like, the first movie is all about drag racing. But mm-hmm. as we pointed out, there's very little actual drag racing. Like, pace, basically, there's one drag race in the first movie. That's fine. Which is the one that uh, Vin beats uh, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, like, basically the only full race. Like... The other races, all every other race, something goes wrong. Like the kid, when he's betting his dad's car, yeah. like everything else, like there's always something that changes the race. That's the only like clean race. And the whole movie kind of pivots on that race. Like that's the threshold, going through the threshold is that race. Because that's the race that Paul Walker actually becomes accepted because of that race. And like earns, yeah. you know, like that's, that's the establishing the, race. That is the race, yeah. And the rest of the car work is... This, like, stunt car work robbing trucks. And they only really have one scene at the beginning and one scene at the end. And then there's a car chase at the end, though, where where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are driving, and they go through the train, and then there's the... Right, but that's doesn't that start with a car? That starts with the robbery. Like, that's just a continuation of the last robbery. Okay, yes. I would right? agree. Uh, we can we can say it's a continuation. Yeah, so it's like that's, like, one long... I mean, that's, like, a final... I'm just thinking because they changed cars. I just oh, assume okay. if they changed cars. It's like cars, a final fight scene. Yeah, it's like a final fight scene. So like it goes on and on and on. But this movie, they actually embraced the drag race more. Like there was, I feel like, a number of drag races. And the thing about drag racing is it's boring because it's just a straight line. So what they did was they, I don't know if, about the, ro- the rules of drag racing. Are you supposed to go halfway and then turn around and come back? Is that all drag races? I mean... You can make your own rules. They're on the street, man. It's true. You're a quarter mile at a time. Also, can we talk about the 
American, like the weird Guido dudes. The American muscle cars? Oh, they're they're the old generation of racers. Weird. I mean, I don't know anything about drag racing, so, but like maybe yes, but I'm also just kind of like, this is such a weird. Why are they here? I know nothing about drag racing, but I do know a little bit about American muscle. And that's because I had many years listening to Adam Carolla. And the thing about drag racing versus American muscle, quote unquote, which is a descriptor, is that like drag racing is about souping up like cheap sedan, four door sedans. Mitsubishi in this. In this Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yeah, that's the only car logo that shows up. Yeah, you pointed that out. Like it was very interesting, actually. Yeah. Because I don't think the, 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 he mentioned a few brands when he was talking about the American muscle cars. And I'm like, I've never heard of these brands. They may be real. I don't know. Um, but I don't think that that they are. But anyone who actually was talking about that American muscle would have been like, oh, like a nice Ford Roadster, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, or Chevrolet, whatever. Any Mustang. Anyways, the big difference between the the street racing is that street racing is like you take these cheap, cheap Mm -hmm. chassis and you make them super fucking expensive under the hood and then kit them out with like paint and everything. Yeah. But the idea is that they're basically stock cars. Yeah. Um, the Ford or the the American Muscle idea is that like there was this period in American car manufacturing because gas was cheap, and the way that American car manufacturers were making their cars, they made these like big big engines, mm. um, so their fuel capacity was like larger, so the engine fuel capacity, yeah, and the the CCs, you know, like the cubic centimeters for every piston they or whatever like the hemi- fuck. Hemispherical like pistons and everything like that too to like kind of increase the yeah but th- and but the key is that those those American Mustangs and those big big cars they just had big engine blocks and they mm-hmm. took more gas and they so what they ended up was they ended up heavier and they ended up with way more horses more horses more horses more horsepower and that's actually what remember what Paul Walker pulls uh, Roman Pierce aside mm-hmm. or Tyrese Gibson and he's like. All right, so I'm thinking they're popping out like 420 something, blah 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 blah. Right, that was all those little like yeah. car nerd stuff. But yeah, the thing about those those American muscle cars is that they're like a different design to get to the same objective, which is like yeah. it's putting in more weight, putting in more gas, putting in uh, all that more power. But then you have these heavier cars, but then they also rumble like that, like they have that right. that heavy rumble. What what was the most confusing to me is like they won these cars and then we really didn't see them drive it ever again. And they like needed these cars because they weren't being tracked by the police, but they never yeah. really used them ever again. It's like, why did we just watch this thing happen if we They did though. Did they? At the yeah, end? I remember at the very end they like they were they were chased into the garage and then the garage oh, opened and then there's like a huge scramble. And that's right. and then like and uh, Ludacris the... and Suki got found driving their cars, but right. they had swapped Touché. to the other cars. Now, we keep saying Suki. It's actually Devin Aoki is the actress. She's great. I but love her. She was my favorite character in this. I wanted her to be low-key gay. But I love how right at the beginning, yeah, you thought she was gay for like a hot second, and then it turns out she's just like, she's just ludicrous. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too, is like, because Ludo, she's like, when are you going to come over to my yard? She's like, when you get the right tools. And I was like, ooh, she might You be immediately gay. were like, that's gay. She's gay. She's gay. So gay. So exciting. And that's all I want is some, you know, representation. When she had a whole all-girl team, and when you first see her, yeah. like, her whole team are b- a bunch of babes who are, like, working on the car. It's like motor Spice Girls. It would have made sense. Once again, if this movie were made now, she definitely would have been gay. Guaranteed. I mean, maybe they're just continuing with the whole Michelle Rodriguez thing where it's like, yes, yeah, she's not gay. Right. Touch nose. I it's don't like know. It's like a Disney gay? It's like a Disney gay. Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, I, like, I did enjoy her. She was, she was cool. She, I feel like, yeah. I did not like Eva Mendez too much. She was just kind of. Eva Mendez was, okay, so this is once again the casting, casting replacements. So Paul Walker is tied in. They lose Vin Diesel. They lose Rodriguez. Yes. And they lose Ja Rule. Yes. Now, we don't know. We have, not, we have done zero research. We have no idea why they lost these people or if they just decided to move away from them. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that those, those actors are gone and they replaced 
basically one for one. Eva Mendes replaces Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrese Gibson, as I was saying earlier, like that you easily could have seen the cops coming to him being like, we need you to do this. And he's like, all right, I get to choose the driver, though. And it would have been so much more badass if he's like, I choose Dominic Toretto. And they're like, that's the guy you let off. And he's like, he's the best driver. Like That would have been a badass scene. And then the whole movie would have been like, why you want me back? Like I, you know, I told you never to come. You know, da, 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 like yeah, they could have done the exact same scene that they had with Tyrese Gibson, but with, but with Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel. And this one, they had this whole like, yeah, he's a guy I know, and you're like, ooh, ooh, I know who that is. It's like my old pal Roman Pierce. <laughs> I did kind of like him though. He had like moments where I'm like, nah, I do enjoy you. So, so this is what's wonderful watching this from the beginning as well. Like I've having seen some of them, and you haven't. Is that like every movie, this, the franchise is feeling itself out and getting closer to where it ends up. And of course, it's always been profitable, but it's like adding and altering and like finding what works for it. Formula. It's finding its formula and it's finding its cast, right? And so Paul Walker's obviously like he's in, he's their linchpin. I think Tyrese Gibson is now part of the next series of fran- like I think he's in I think he's in for the rest of the franchise I'm kind of okay with that I didn't mind him I was disappointed there wasn't Vin Diesel but like I was like yeah you're not bad I he mean, has more humor than Vin yeah which I kind of I enjoy his like very like funny humor where he was like I am actually a criminal and yeah. like this is what's up I loved the uh the t- like I'm gonna take off my shirt scene oh my god in the moment like okay that scene actually funnily enough that scene is like the pinnacle of what this franchise wants to be, right? So, like, they just finish a badass race against the car co- or against those other drivers. So, there's just like a whole race scene in which Paul Walker goes backwards down the freeway to show off. Uh, I'm not going to get into the logistics. Yeah, no. Which is so, but that's they finish this race yeah. scene. They and a show guy dies, up. by the way. Actually, I think two people die. Yeah, but that one guy gets absolutely destroyed. He gets crushed. That's yeah. kind of sad. Like, he just gets crushed by a, se- a tr- semi-trailer. It's like very... Not only that, but, like, nobody mentions it. Ever. Ever. There's like, no, oh, not the addressing it. That guy it? that got killed on the audition drive. It wasn't even for a gig. Yeah. And it turns out what they're getting was a... C- okay, anyways. It was a cigar. Anyway. So, spoiler alert. Um, so they show up at the place to get the cigar from the glove box. And... Tyrese Gibson gets out of the car. He's already wearing a shirt with the sleeves cut off. Yeah, snap button fronts, which will make sense in a moment. Snap button fronts with the sleeves cut off already so Mm -hmm. that he can show the guns while he's driving. Yes, very important. Rips the shirt off to expose far too many chisels, uh, features. Many chisels. (laughs) And then... And we're like, wow, like, wow, we got in a shirtless moment. But as he's doing it, we're like, ooh, we're justifying it with plot. So he wraps the shirt around his arm and he punches the window. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, well, at least they, like, had some sort of justification for him to be ridiculously topless and, you know, sweating everywhere. And then the next moment, Paul Walker's like, you have to put, you have to take your shirt off for that or something? Like, kind of gives, like, digs him for it. And then he puts his shirt back on. And, like, those three beats of, like, we're doing this to have, like, a... A ridiculous body shot. We're gonna justify it slightly with the prop, and then we're gonna make a joke about it because we're self-referential and like we know this is a ridiculous body shot. Those three beats is like that's the pinnacle of what Fast and Furious wants to be. Yeah, I definitely had a hard eye roll, but it's probably one of the best versions of that moment that I've seen, to be honest. When I think the rest of the movies just increase those moments. I'm kind of here for that. I mean, this this is nowhere close to as good as the first. Not that the first was great, but like... It's it funny because it was like more fancy, but it was also worse. Yeah, they put their budget in the wrong places, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think losing, losing Vin, losing... Now, Michelle Rodriguez definitely wasn't a part of it. They had to... Rep- like this Eva Mendes character, Monica Fuentes. Um, uh, yeah, she was just kind of like, we need a hot woman to be fairly important in this role 
Yeah, she was like the customs agent. It was also like unclear that they had slept together when they obviously had slept together. That was the most unclear was cut. Like, Wait, I'm so confused. Wait, did she was she there the whole time? Did she just like swim into his like houseboat and be like, "Hey, P.S. They're gonna kill you." Yeah, I thought like, she had like showed up that morning and was like, "Hey, I gotta like give you some info." But it's like, oh no, she's been there all night. Which I don't. Or was she there? I don't. I don't know, know because then he was like, "Where did you go?" And then where were you like, this oh, morning? I was, I was hanging out with my friends for breakfast, which I've never done before ever. I still have friends. Do you though? Do you? Do you, bitch? And this guy, this th- this creepy, butchin. drug dealing butchin, like evil butchin. He wouldn't be like, "All right, give me their names and numbers. I want to like, I'm gonna send my guy out and like ascertain uh, alibis." He's not that type of guy. Like fully, he is right. Yeah, he literally almost killed a cop with just a rat. And uh, like had, yeah, he almost sent a rat through a cop's belly for fifteen minutes. I just I don't, yeah. Not for doing it for fifteen minutes. He did it because he wanted fifteen minutes. Yeah, he like. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like I get that you're you're like undercover and everything, and they're all like worried that she's turned or whatever. It's just like it's very confusing, and. I just, I don't understand why she, not only that, but then, like, at the end, they just, like, she just walks away. Can I? And everything's yes. over. Like, I yes. don't understand. Also, like, what happened to Vin Diesel's sister that you, like, had to, like, you know, you saved Vin Diesel because essentially you were in love with his sister after, like, 48 hours? Like, <sighs> Vin Diesel's whole family's gone. All of LA, gone. The whole thing. No, there's Bilkins. Bilkins is there. Yeah, but, like, Bilkins is, like, the only. Bilkins feels like he's there because he was Paul Walker's boss. I don't think he was, though. I think the other guy in the LAPD was his boss. Maybe Bilkins is FBI. Which doesn't make sense because why is there FBA, FBI customs and local police? What's well, true. He's Agent Bilkins. Was he? I thought he was like Chief Bilkins in the last one. I think because the, the last one was a joint effort between the FBI and LAPD, and they brought in Paul Walker as LAPD. And I think the other guy, um, the other white guy was the LAPD guy who was, the, who, who was Paul Walker's boss. And then Bilkins, I think, was the FBI guy. And that's why they got the fancy house that Elizabeth Taylor used to live in or whatever, um, which is, like, just confusing. Also, like... It's just unclear, which is like kind of a big deal because like there's a lot of jurisdiction. I mean, I'm a policy nerd, but like there's a lot of jurisdictional <laughs> issues with this, and also like no communication between departments. And like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. And also, like, if this guy is like exporting stuff from customs, like, like why is the? And also, I didn't realize that the customs agents have like this whole like militarized thing. And and and, sorry, the last raid on his like police airstrip thing. The guys that are from the customs things are wearing helmets that say police, which I don't think you can do if you work for customs and not police, which is very confusing. Well, that's that's the low budget side of it, right? That's yeah, the, like, it's just sloppy. It's sloppy, guys. That's like going to a prop shop and being like, we need a bunch of these things. And like, well, we have these ones that say police on them. We have these ones that are But camo. you could get the copter that says customs on the side. This is the confusing part to me. <laughs> yeah yeah there's you a lot of moving custom parts. paint the chopper but you can't like spray paint over the police and put customs on it like literally a 15 year old kid could do that well i felt i feel like th- this movie is like to keep with the car analogy i feel like fast the fast and the furious was it's kind of like let's remake uh point break and then too fast too furious i feel like they really lost Vin. Like they like losing Vin was a big. He's the only character factor. that really grounds this. He's like the only one that has like the gravity to like kind of like bring it down into a place where like story can actually happen. Character, yeah. Because right now you just kind of have like this. I'm a bad guy and doing these things, and like I'm the good guy, but I'm also kind of a bad guy because I'm like I broke the law and I did all these things and I have this rap sheet, but also like we're good guys now. It's like um. It's like a weird superhero cartoon. Um, and also, the again, the women were just not scripted very well, and it upsets me greatly because also women can drive cars. Really, although I didn't, I'm very happy that Suki didn't lose that first race. I'm glad that she came in, I think, second. Um, after, after all of the chirping from the two other guys that were like, oh, why is the girl here? And then she's like, oh, I hope she wins. And then she does. 
She doesn't win. She gets second, which is good enough. Because obviously the first, obviously Paul Walker needs to win because it's Paul Walker. He's Paul Walker, and Ludacris brought him in, knowing that, and everyone was like, "Oh no, it's Brian." I love it. Oh, it's Brian. <laughs> Established. We know this guy's a good racer. Um, so, according to a two-second Google search, Vin Diesel was offered twenty-five million to return, but he refused after reading the screenplay. Felt his, his potential was inferior. And he chose to be in the Chronicles of Riddick, which was the sequel to uh, Pitch Black, which was Pitch Black, or was the movie that made him famous. Like that was his breakout film. Mm. We recently watched that, and I didn't, I didn't mind it. I liked it more than I thought I did. It has a really yeah. good concept. Um, it's a good B sci-fi. Yeah, it's really good B sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, good, good job, Vin Diesel, because you're right. This is a subpar screenplay. Yeah. Make them hold themselves. But come back soon because I need you because I don't know if I can get through these movies without you. Well, yeah, I, I think like this this movie is struggling to change gears into... Wow, I see what you did there. Yeah, right? It's struggling <laughs> to change gears. Like They have the first one, which is kind of grounded and like it's really dumb cops and it's a pretty stupid point break ripoff. But at least there's a reality to it. There's like a friendship that's like really lovely and causes tension and there's conflict in that and there's like a moral qualm. There's character development, there's character relationships. There's a real world. Like in this movie I feel like they destroyed as many cops as Blues Brothers. Like there was one scene where they're riding on the highway and the cops pile up three times in a single chase and that I was blown away cuz like there's a cop pile up they get by they keep going there's another cop pile up they get by, they keep going, there's a third cop pileup. And I was like, this has been four minutes. Like, It's also just, like, very incompetent. A, like, I don't think you'd have that many cruisers chasing this many things. Also, like, mobilize somebody that's north of them and cut them off. Yeah. Like, also, you have a helicopter with a camera that's, like, literally following them. And, like, also, police officers, if you're going to be doing this kind of stuff, like, there's a police officer, like, driver training course that, like, teaches you how to, like, drive. Yeah, but they're obviously not as good drivers. Well, that's because every cop is incompetent in this movie, which is, I guess, kind of the point, except for except for um, Paul Walker. Who's well, we're also Walker. trying to say that, like, these guys are the best drivers in the world. I mean, he went backwards on a highway for kicks. We're trying to prove that these guys are the best. Also, all Sorry, the cops are incompetent until you meet... What's his name? Calvin Hobbs, or whatever his name is, The Rock. <gasps> he's a cop. Spoiler alert. Fuck yes, he's a cop. Oh yay! And he always gets his man. Oh, I'm so excited. No, The Rock. So yeah, Ludacris replaced Ja Rule. Ludacris definitely brought the camp factor and the fun factor up more than Lude. Like once again, like Ja Rule had like a bit more of a grounding, almost similar to Vin. Like, it was like, okay, this is legit, but this is street. Like, okay, we get the vibe, what we're going for. Luda brought the whole thing up into, like, this is a music video, fuck it. Like, let's just, we're jamming, we're having a fun time. We're rapping while we're talking, like. Yeah, I mean, Ludacris is also interesting because, so, like, Ja Rule was just a driver in the first one. Yeah. Which, and then I think also contributed to the soundtrack, because that's what you do when you're a person who does music and is also in a, a movie. A professional rap artist who's um, in a film, yeah. But... Ludacris has this like lovely thing where he obviously has his own life outside of this entire story that is like likely very interesting where he's like I don't drive because I got in this accident like, he's got like kind of these moments of his backstory that make him a more interesting character where I'm like can we go back and hang out with Ludacris because he's he seems fun and he's got like shit to say and he's, he's got like, a quippy. garage he's got a cool yeah. garage and and like even even his mechanic the other mechanic that's like rapping while they like play cards or whatever they were playing poker or whatever. Oh, the and Asian like, mechanic? Yeah. And like like there's like this whole like story and this whole life that's I'm like an happening. average mechanic, but I overcharge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a sick line. Yeah, that was a really sick yeah, line. Yeah, but like like they, there's like this whole other world that's happening outside of our storyline that's interesting that we get to kind of see a window into. Um, that I think Ludacris is like really like like is the kind of cornerstone of like that kind of interest, I think. Well um, he he grounds that whole side of it. Because like without Weirdly enough, like Ludacris is able to bring, I think, that quality and that color and light and those types of people and like that whole thing without mm -hmm. making it seem ridiculous, really ridiculously campy and like offensive, like minstrelly, yeah. right? Like he lets because like he Ludacris always, even in his raps, like he he rides this line kind of like Buster Rhymes as well, right? Like he rides a line between funny 
and serious mm-hmm. and he kind of like can be funny but he grounds it and like it's legit like yeah and i think he kind of brings that side of it where because this movie you want to have fun you want to play but you don't want it to look like just a racist minstrel show yeah um there was actually a really interesting i think he was on i think it was bill simmons there was a podcast we'll maybe link it if we find it i remember i was listening to him talk about his experience because i think this was his first movie and like he talked about what it meant for him as ludicrous to like be in this movie Mm. and like what it meant for his career but also like how it was very different for him to be in a movie versus like being um in music videos or like things like that and and um it was it was just like I highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure it was Bill Simmons talking about what it means to be ludicrous in Fast and Furious and how mm-hmm. like this was kind of his jumping off point. Also, like he I got to hear some ludicrous in the soundtrack, which was very mm-hmm. exciting for me. I do love a good ludicrous track. So yeah, I I I'm I'm glad that we got to we upgraded to Ludicrous from Ja Rule. Not that I don't love Ja Rule, I also do love Ja Rule. Big fan of Ja Rule. Yep. Love love it all. But um, I feel like Ludicrous was the right correction. Whether or not, for whatever reason... The only one, really, in this entire movie. Well, for whatever reason, the casting was done this way. Like, for I, I don't know why they cast it this way, but, like, the the end result of having Ludacris mm-hmm. come in... We say replace, but we're saying replace because, like, he's... He's in Miami he's and now in L.A. Yeah, they didn't replace the same character. Like, it wasn't the same character, but Ludacris is now the professional rapper acting in this movie as opposed to John yes. Rule being the professional a- rapper acting in this movie like that's the only yes they aren't actually a replacement of each other it's kind of unfair to say that but that's true um but Ludacris definitely has the right flow and energy like we talked about yeah I well, think I just want to say like I didn't realize until we were watching this movie maybe it's the timing of it you focus on uh the fashion it's 2003 I have never ever ever heard so many unironic uses of bruh (laughs) yeah it was it got to the point where i was like is this actually a joke like tyrese gibson is saying it so much he's saying bruh so much that i thought it was a joke i feel like no i feel like it's like a 20 2003 thing um and he's from the west end or like where's where where did he barstow Barstow. is where he's supposed to be from right. but like uh, maybe that's a miami thing as well i don't really know um it might also be kind of more you might be more aware of it because we watched it with the subtitles because i like to watch things with subtitles and so that tends to make it more because you're just like why are they spelling bro wrong why are they even saying bro like but he it, doesn't it, even say bro like because he that's, says bruh he says b-r-u-h bruh yeah but that's why it's kind of like alarming where you're like that's not a real word i yeah. mean it is a real word barstow's like just in the middle of the desert and northeast oh, of los angeles it's a shitty location yeah but uh, yeah, bruh, <laughs> he said it so much, I was blown away, blown away. Because anytime you were, even if you were to say it once in a movie now in 2020, if a character was to use that a single time, it would be so representational of their character, and it would be probably almost a joke. And this guy, um. Roman, I love his name. Roman Pierce. Roman Pierce. Rome. Yeah. Also, a great nickname is Rome. Um, used it so fucking much. He's like, "That's how we do it, bruh." <laughs> he was like leaning on it so heavily. It was. I was really shocked. I don't. I think it's the. It, it must hold the title of any movie with the most use of unironical bruh. I I mean I'm kind of here for it because again we're gonna up the level of ridiculous. I hope he keeps it. If he's in the rest of the movies, I really hope he keeps it. He definitely does not keep the bra. Oh, that's unfortunate. I wonder. Also, okay, so back to casting though. Like, yeah. Do you think it was the same casting company that cast both movies? Probably not though. Now that you think of it, we could find out very easily. And uh, we do have the IMBD up on the computer as we talk to you or talk at you. I don't really know how podcasts work. I mean, I do, but I don't. Um. What are the appropriate verb tenses? So, yeah, I don't. And that's like the weird part is they've literally removed everybody from the Los Angeles storyline. But I'm interested to see how they're going to kind of slowly bring them all back in because they obviously need them because this movie was terrible. Although the next movie is Tokyo Drift, in which I don't think anybody is in that. And they're just like 
trying to make an offshoot franchise or like I don't really know. It's a different casting agency. Mm. Rona Cress cast The Fast and Furious and Kimberly Hardin cast the sequel. So it is a different casting agency. I wonder if it has to do with like the location because they probably cast it out of Miami. Also, like you can tell because they paid everybody way more because they have like mm-hmm. like the amount of makeup and fashion and styling that went into even just like the extras that are in the background or the ones that have close up shots where they're like, ooh, car. So um, much more money. So much more money. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. But you could tell they found what they liked. They're like, ooh, we like the babes. We like the car revs. We like the pop the hood moments. We like these kind of like street interactions. Like we're going to up all that. We're going to make it fancier. Like there's certain things that they're just like keying in on. And they're like, this is going to be a cornerstone. Like no matter what we do, we're always going to have these shots. They're great. I'm kind of okay with it. And then they're trying to like, they upped this whole mission. Like this was way more Mission Impossible, right? Like... The first one was he's a cop and he has to go undercover. This one was he's no longer a cop. He got kicked out of the force. But right away we get this like it it was the you're the best. We need you to come back for another job, but they didn't actually say that in the scene. Yeah. But it was that scene. Mm-hmm. And the instead of saying it the guys like, "Look, I don't even want you here." Which is I think almost a better way to say it like look i don't even want you here this was so-and-so's choice to call you in but that's like yeah you're the best we need a great driver who's the best and then that's the scene so paul walker's gone from just like an undercover cop who got kicked out for being a bad cop because all the cops in this movie are bad to now being the best driver the cops can get in america In, in america (laughs) so this is we're already stepping it up one level we're now on like you're the best of the best of the best you're the best we got we're only in the second movie i'm hmm, i wonder if they get to drive new things in the next don't tell me i don't know i think the next one is tokyo drift which i've never seen um it's about drifting in tokyo i assume i think there's an asian theme to it Okay, this will be interesting. I think there's a Nipponese location. I'm going to have a lot of um, thoughts and feelings. Now, I'm pretty sure there is a character who's either from the first movie who's in Tokyo Drift or a character who they reference in the next movies. He might come back. Like, there is this thing that they do pull Tokyo Drift into the the universe, quote unquote, like the Mm. franchise. And they talk about a guy, I know, like in the seventh or eighth movie, they keep talking about a guy who was in Tokyo Drift, I think, like a character. Okay. But I don't know what his connection, I don't know if he comes from the first movie into the Tokyo Drift or what it is, but I do believe Tokyo Drift doesn't have anybody that I like in it is what you're saying. I don't, well, I guess, do you like Paul Walker? Eh. I mean, I could take him or leave him. He's just there to be like the standard white guy, which is fine, whatever. Um, yeah, so we... Uh, although maybe this will be better because it's probably not going to be better. Um, hmm. A it's teenager becomes a major competitor in the world of drifts racing after moving in with his father in Tokyo to avoid a jail sentence in america the fast and the furious tokyo drift but you see what i like about it is that what they are doing is like there is a huge car scene in japan Mm -hmm. and what they're doing is they're kind of like okay like this this genre is doing well like but we want to like open up our audience and instead of just leaning on like black america they're going to to japan and they're kind of saying like this this world of fast and furious because like it's almost like john wick right like john wick is this whole like magical coins for this underworld existence yeah it almost be like if you did like john wick beijing dreams or some shit and it's like a whole different set of characters and like 
see if he comes back though i'm pretty sure this is the first version of like the avengers what is the M- msu like the multiverse where you uh, have MCU, the MCU. Cin- cinematic universe yeah, yeah where you have like literally like you're trying to build an ensemble yeah so what they're doing is they're doing all these offshoot movies and they were like if tokyo drift was successful enough i'm pretty sure everybody would have got their own offshoot about like things that they did and, and like everybody who comes in would get their own movie and it was kind of like laying the groundwork for what we're seeing with like these kind of superhero franchises um so it's like very mm. interesting because like like i think the goal at least my assumption of the goal is to eventually get some sort of like core ensemble cast that can literally you can just churn out movies and make money um which you kind of which i i hope is like paul walker Vin diesel michelle rodriguez hopefully suki comes back and of course ludicrous like i'm hoping that ends up being it i'm assuming it's going to grow you're saying eventually the rock comes in but you have like um these like moments or you have these kind of movies that seem to be kind of like we're going to test the market to see if we can make a whole backstory about one of these drivers that will eventually come in and then we can make even more money and more car racing and more fancy things yes i'm wondering like i'm looking at the cast uh and crew for uh, Tokyo Drift. And the number one listed actor, Lucas Black. Then you have two actors who don't have pictures next to them. Then you have um, Zach, Zachary Ty Bryan. Um, these are the first two like named characters, it looks like. They're both white guys. So I'm interested as to like... Cause Is the fa- Lucas Black white? Uh, looks like it to me. Oh. I wonder if it's an order of appearance, and they didn't. It is do well. kind of order of appearance. It's in uh, in credits order, verified as complete. So uh, yeah, I'm confused because I'm looking at this Tokyo Drift, and once again, as I said, I've never seen it. I've only seen the like the, the cover for it. Um, but I always assumed it was a Japanese lead. <laughs> but it might not be. It might be a bunch of. They might have just like had to replace uh, Paul Walker. Well, we will talk about that next weekend when we do the next podcast after watching this next terrible movie. Yeah, I, I think we've already established we're kind of bored of talking about Too Fast, Too Furious because it was a piece of shit movie. It made me too furious, to be honest. Oh, it was too slow. Well, there was no story. And that's the thing, too. Okay, so like. If I'm going to watch a movie that has no story, I want it to at least be kind of like funny and ridiculous and self-aware. Like I want the camp factor to be like up high. Mm-hmm. And like the only person that really did that was Ludacris. And they tried yeah. really hard with um, Roman Pierce. Yeah. And he had like these moments where he was really funny and also just like really bold where I like, I was like, I, res- I respect you. Where he's like, I'm hungry. Give me food, rich <laughs> butchin guy. Um, We're hungry. Yeah. His accent was very interesting. Because he had these certain vowels that were like, I don't know what, hungry. Like he had that, and the bruh, couple of those u vowels. From it's a Barstow accent. Maybe it's like a, a West Coast accent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was like it was just enough. He was okay. I I I was kind of upset that it wasn't Vin Diesel. He's a beautiful looking man. He is a beautiful looking man. Almost too good looking. Um, I'm hoping he maybe gets another shirtless shot. Who knows? There was no shirtless. Was there topless? There was no shirtless scenes in the first one. Shirtless in the first one. Oh, there was a weird, like, awkward sex scene where, like, you took Vin Diesel's shirt Vin Diesel off, but you didn't taken... actually see anything. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez was taken off Vin Diesel's shirt, and he was taken off, and then they had this. Like, that was like just like the boring sex scene. They don't know how to do sex very well. No, or make it very obvious, as we have saw in this movie. Well, just in general, they don't know what they're doing. Like, Eva Longoria's got wet hair, and she's there in the morning. They obviously had sex. I'm very confused. Yeah, she's like, wearing like a little for crop a top or something. I mean, he lives on a boat. I'm on a boat. C- can I say my favorite? My favorite transition was like they go to Ludacris's shop and they have like a whole scene at the shop mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. Then they go away. Then they come back. This is after we've met Ludacris and we've established his garage. And the camera just pans over and it's like, oh, by the way, we're right on the water and we're having like a sea race. It's like, <laughs> we just failed to establish that this garage is, is right on the water? Like they didn't establish that for the first 30 minutes? We've already seen the garage. We had no idea it was literally right on the, ro- the water. Like, I thought they had just like spliced two locations together. I thought it was a joke. But I think it was actually a location on the water. 
But it looked almost at first like it was two locations that they'd spliced together to make it look like. Oh, I think it, it was, was though, because I think so. Because at the very beginning, you see him come out of his garage mm. in the dark. Yeah. And like, then there was that weird moment where they're standing at like this wall that's part of the garage. There's a cutaway <laughs> to a conversation, yeah, and yeah. there's a cut back to the wall, and then they continue to pan. So I think the the garage, the inside of the garage itself, is like a. Oh, sound the inside stage. is a soundstage for yeah. sure. And then they like pan out. But is the outside actually next to a? Oh, I have no idea. They spent a lot of money on very bad CG. Although it was 2003. Three, yeah. I should give them a little bit more credit. You know, CGI has come a long way since then. We have high expectations. But, um... The editing definitely... Like, with the first major race, the movie opens with a big drag race between Mm -hmm. Suki and what's-his-name and what's-his-name and what's-his-name. The... The editing, and because they're not doing real cars, and because it's just drag racing, I it was like a tra- Transformers fight for me. Like I didn't mm. know, I didn't know who was in first. I didn't know like what the geometry of the track was. Like they every once in a while there'd be a turn, and it's like was okay. Which direction are they actually turning? Like, uh, what's the angle of this turn? Like, what are they coming? Like that's the type of stuff I thought was important in racing. Was like the you know that sort of thing. I would really appreciate like a little Mario Kart dot map at the bottom. Why not? Fuck I it. Mean, like, at this point, anything like or even just like even a a three to five second helicopter shot of all the cars in position racing. Yeah. Like just like just give me a follow shot that shows me where they all are in relation to space because every shot was this kind of CGI green screen either really too close on their heads or their hands changing gears or their feet mm. or these kind of like light tunnel CGI like there's a car and like yeah. you don't know what's actually happening it took a lot of yeah. it was too many cu- tight edits and or get better actors that can act like more emotions on their face as they're racing because if you're gonna like do feet thingies and then you're gonna cut away to their face to get what's going on in the race and their faces are the ones that are telling the story get better actors that can like at least display like oh he's doing like you know like i don't know if that would actually work but if you're not going to show the actual outside car places race and i know you can afford a helicopter because you had two later in this movie you did not need both was it two or was it just one that was repainted as it no because they were different like they were vastly different colors and at one point i think no i think one flies over the other at one point oh maybe it was a cutaway i don't know you can afford a helicopter or you had a helicopter for this movie don't lie to me Oh, this is pre, but this is pre drone shots, right? Like, so any helicopter shots they did would have had to be with probably the same helicopters or something like right. that. Like, this is pre having drones do your flyby shots and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, is like your budget allowed for a helicopter and you used it terribly? You could have done this instead and it would have been better. Oh, yeah. Well, this is, and then once again, this is like, this is, they're struggling to change gears, right? They're going from f- fully no CGI into. The opening shot from the company name was a CGI. It, like Paramount yeah. became a spinning chrome wheel. That was annoying. That was really tacky. Although I, I love, I love. But it's like welcome to our budget is basically what that was. Yeah. And I think as their budget goes up, they're gonna start learning what to do with it, and hopefully they'll start paying stunt drivers maybe to do a police well. consultant to make the cops better and more realistic in their movie i, I think you're you're leaning on the, th- the thing that will never be solved in this franchise there until they find the rock you're not going to get a competent cop and arguably the rock is far from competent yeah, but at least he's fun and interesting. That guy like showed up and almost busted their cover, and then was upset that he shot them. Like, dude, what are you doing? Why you are you shot at me? Yeah. Well, you almost. Yeah, I'm sorry. The customs agent was very bad. He was very, 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 very bad. bad at his job, and like not in like a spectacular like, oh god, this guy is so incompetent. Like he was playing super competent, and like every turn he made was like awful and i was like this is a terror nobody not even me who's not a trained police officer would make that call also like they're who cares if they're running you put trackers in their car you dumbass like 
Yeah. What do you? What do you, you're you're mad that they're running into what? Like also, if you have them on a map, like you know that they're going into what? Like a an impound lot? I just anyway. Sorry, I just keep ragging on this because it's like the most frustrating thing to watch. So Koi witnessed me like literally slam a pillow on the floor. Of, oh like, yeah. How insane and uh, frustrated. Well, I there's was a lot this. of layers to it. Like if you're if you're delivering money to this criminal, and the whole point is that you need to connect the criminal to the money. I don't. I'm no lawyer, but do you really have to wait until you arrive with the money? Like, if if you've been hired by this guy face-to-face as a driver, he's like, I want you to pick this up and take this. And it's like, he's hiring you, and you pick up all this money. I would think, like, the cops can just impound the money right there, and they have probably, like, there you go, done. Like, they... He just hire you to do it. You don't need to wait until I don't think he you can do that though. No, because they're not the actually money. cops. Because I think there's an entrapment piece there. But because they're not cops, I think it's oh, they're fine. working undercover anyway. Working it's undercover like, or informants or whatever you want to call them. Like so, as soon as they had the money in their car, they could have just like been picked up by the cops. They didn't have to race anywhere. Right. Like that was kind of the thing for me. Was like they got the money out of that out of the wall that mm. random wall and then the cops showed up and they're like damn it we have to leave now like cops shouldn't have co- moved in so fast it was like do they really have to like they have the money like they, they, that's it like they they got hired by this guy there's all this money like what are they really waiting for now also what happened to that guy's like wife and kids that he like threatened to like kill with a rat because like if he was smart he would have had somebody like on that like see there's there's the a lot of unresolved yeah. also the detective was terrible that's a great actor who plays that detective, though. He always plays that dirty cop detective. Um, no, I think the acting was great. I just think that there was a really Mark big Boone plot Mark Boone Jr., he's great. He plays these guys all the time. Interesting. Yeah, he looked familiar. Yeah, he's, he's always he's playing on, these types of guys. He's got a very specific type. Right, he was a detective in Batman Begins. He was in Memento. Too Fast, Too Furious. I just, yeah... I'm a little bit, a little, like, there's just a lot of, like, loose ends there. And also, okay, I'm going to return back to the fashion. But Evil Butchin, that's what I'm calling the mm-hmm. bad guy because I don't care about his name. Mm-hmm. Um, why is he wearing pajamas at the end? It's a mark of wealth. This is also Miami where everyone's just more like, fuck it. Like, that's the, th- like, that's the beauty of cat putting it in Miami is in Miami you can walk around. I mean, look at bad boys. Will Smith walks around and... Koi looks very disappointed in me right now. All right, that's our next franchise we're going to watch because the third one just came out, which I haven't seen. Ooh. So we that's have to get only... through nine of these, though. Yeah, we have to get through more of these, but then Bad Boys is only three films, and those are actually... If anything, Fast and the Furious wants to be Bad Boys. Okay, I'm here for that. I think I've seen half of the first one. It's all in Miami, but like when you see Will Smith walking around in his like silk pajamas, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like Miami. Like out in public? It's Miami. It's Miami. Like, that's the whole point. It's like, you didn't even try. It's Miami, though. I know. I know. I don't. Florida's weird. It's like a whole different. It's South Beach. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. That's fine. Okay. I just. He made. Yeah, but he, like, makes Eva Longoria, like, dress up in these cute little outfits. And, like, I don't know if he actually makes her, but, like, obviously there's some coercion going on there based on, like, the behavior that we had witnessed throughout the entire movie. Don't ever touch a man again. And then immediately after that, she spends the night with Paul Walker. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, we don't actually know. It's very unclear. So I. Tyrese Gibson, Roman Pierce, is, like, giving her shit for sleeping with him. For for Eva Mendes sleeping with Butchin, mm-hmm. um, and then Evil Butchin is literally like almost choke holds her or something, and is like, if you ever touch, like, do never not touch a man again. Don't touch anyone. And then at the end, she like busts him, and they're all like, yay, or or the, he actually dies, I guess. No, he's in the hospital. He's in change because he's like, hey, is he going to get out and kill me? He's oh, like, right. He's definitely yeah, yeah. going to get out he's and kill you. He's definitely going to get out and kill you. He's like, nah, I'll be fine. Um, and we we always, we kind of move beyond the fact that like, so she was still totally sleeping with him and he was in like, he was in this weird possessive relationship that she was enabling because she's an undercover cop. Like that, 
we just kind of moved over it, but we never denied it. Like that was what was happening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she was just like, yeah, his secretary slash sex object and doing it for. I'm convinced that every woman. I feel like these are just Bond girls. They're gonna. We're just gonna cycle through like a Bond girl esque. Like, okay, you're the hot woman for this one that Paul Walker is going to sleep with. Oh my God! There's so much, cause. <laughs> Um. <laughs> even make yeah, because even Tyrese Gibson makes a comment at him and is like, yeah, well, sometimes you get a little crazy female brainer. Like, what is it? Like, yeah. a, he gets you crazy over a female, and he points out he's like, dude, every time this happens, you make bad decisions based on like who you like, you just essentially make decisions with your dick, which is bad. Lena Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like the actress, like yes, she's in one of these movies. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yeah. That was her, like, on-ramp into, what like, the big screen. I really hope she's cool in one of these movies. It's Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot, yeah, yeah. It's a bit deeper. Like, it's, I think, I think it's by the time The Rock is involved. Okay, I'm very excited for The Rock. Like, I'm pretty pumped. Oh, um, The Rock? But it's, like, it's, it's does a Does just while. what Ludacris does, which, like, he adds that kind of absurdness, but with the, like, fuck it, I'm loving this, it makes sense, like, it works. I'm here for that. I mean, I just love The Rock in general. I watch anything that he does, except for maybe Tooth Fairy. Yeah, no, I'm not watching that. So, so next we have Tokyo Drift, which we're in like a bit of a um, uncanny valley with uh, Fast and Furious right now. We just went through too slow, extremely furious at this film, um, and next we have Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which looks like it's led by a couple of white guys, which is just. There's gonna, I think there's going to be a lot of layers um, to what they're doing with Tokyo Drift. But then then we revert back to our roots. Uh, and the fourth film is without the um, indefinite article. It Just is fast and, fast and furious. And we, remove, we remove two indefinite articles... Or two definite articles. I don't know which one they are. The Fast, The Furious. Definite article, right? Definite article. So we lose two. We have The Fast and the Furious minus two definite articles. They really don't make it easy for you to like know what's up. Well, then I think it was after four. Then they just started going like Fast Five. I think fast it's still six. Fast and Furious Five, but then they just call Fast Five for short. No, no, no. Fast Five was actually called Fast Five. Fast 6, Fast 7, The Fate of the Furious, Fast 8, The Fate of the Furious. Like, they become simplified. But it's... But it's like the Fast and Furious franchise, colon, like... That's what they do for Tokyo Drift. So Tokyo Drift, the full title is like The Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. Or like Monty Python's Flying Circus, Life of Brian. But I think after, after Tokyo Drift, they realize, like, they don't need to put the whole title in. So it's one of those things where, like, the official title is Fast Five, even though it's probably called The Fast and the Furious Five. I don't know which one. Yeah, it's at the point where it's like, we know. We TV get it. The opening scene, we get it. We, we know. get it, yeah. We know. Rocky. And, and also, once they have Paul Walker and Vin Diesel back, which I think they come back in Fast. Oh, thank God. Five. Fast, fast and Furious, which is Fast. And Furious, which is the fourth. Jesus. Oh, that's really all I want. Okay, so uh, thank you for putting up with this film the way that we put up with it. Uh, you put up with an hour of us talking about it. It was a two-and-a-half-hour film, so... <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, next, we have The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which will have its own bag of worms to unpack. And then, like The Wire, we're going back to the, to the origin. For Fast oh and Furious. I just, I need, I need Vin Diesel back. I'm looking forward. Well, we're going to, we lost Vin Diesel for this one. We're going to lose Paul Walker for the next one. And That's okay. I think they're really going to take a runner on how much this franchise can survive without the actors. Well, like, so the thing is, is like, I was prepared for Tokyo Drift to not have anybody that mm-hmm. I'm now familiar with. Right. I was not prepared. I didn't realize when we started the movie. That Vin wasn't in that this That Vin one? wasn't in this. And yeah. that I just, I ended up being upset through the whole movie. I feel like Vin wasn't in this. I actually remember watching, I must have watched this in high school. I'm like quite upset that Vin wasn't in this. Because I remember the Vin wasn't in this upset feeling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a common feeling. And they moved. I think they were like, all right, well, let's, if people don't like, let's just see if we get rid of it. Like, let's see what we can do without Paul Walker even. And then everyone's even more upset. And they're like, okay, we actually, we need these two to, to button down mm-hmm. this, uh, this franchise. Yeah. So listen to us complain about how Vin Diesel and Paul Walker aren't in the next Tokyo Drift uh, episode. I, I'm just going to call them episodes from now on because like that we're essentially watching them like a TV show. Um, yeah. So you can come listen to us complain. I'm probably going to complain about the cops again, just a forewarning. But um, I'm kind of excited for this because I've heard this is the most ridiculous and terrible one. And I'm hoping it's so bad it becomes good again. That's my hope. I guarantee you it won't be the most ridiculous. Okay. It might well, be the worst. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, well, I need a week of a palate cleanser and then I'm ready. Yeah. So, so we'll come at you next week with Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, uh, buckle that seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs>